get ready. Get your seatbelts fast. You're about ready to land on the planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Right on! Coming to you direct from the bowling alley in Okayama Castle, it's episode 46 of Planet Japan, the Japanese Chainsaw Massacre, for April 19th, 2006. On this week's show, you'll hear a popular Japanese ballad called Beef Stew, and you'll learn why senior citizens are finally getting into video games. Plus, a crazy man with a chainsaw. All this and much more on this week's Planet Japan. Stay tuned. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. You remember back in the old days, back in grade school? Can you remember that far back? Gosh. Hell no. (laughs) Remember the name game? You put two names together. If so-and-so married so-and-so, they'd be so-and-so. Right. That's what we're going to do tonight. Cool. It's exciting. It's fun. It's going to be nostalgic. All right. Let's go. Okay. Are you ready? If Oprah Winfrey married Deepak Chopra, she'd be... She'd be Oprah Chopra. Oprah Chopra. It rolls off the tongue. It does. Yeah. If Cat Stevens married Snoop Doggy Dog, he'd be Cat Doggy Dog. Indeed, he would. <laughs> On the other hand, if Snoop Doggy Dog married Winnie the Pooh, he'd be Snoop Doggy Dog Pooh. If G. Gordon Liddy married Boutros Boutros Golly, then divorced him to marry Kenny G, he'd be G. Golly G. G. Golly G. <laughs> I kind of like that one. Okay, are you ready? You're going to have to sing for this one. All right. Okay. If Ivana Trump married in succession Orson Bean, King Oscar, Louis B. Meyer, and Norbert Wiener, she would then be Ivana Bean Oscar Meyer Wiener. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And wow. last but not least. Last and certainly least. If Woody Allen married Natalie Wood, divorced her, and married Gregory Peck, divorced him, and married Ben Hur, he'd be Woody Wood Peck Hur. <laughs> That's the Woody Woodpecker song. <laughs> He's a it all day long. There you go. That's this week's name game. So I'm Doug DeLong. And I'm Amy Chavez. Had a good week? Great week. Yeah? Yeah, well, we'll finish up all that Ohanami cherry mm-hmm. blossom viewing. And next we're on to Golden Week. Golden Week is coming in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. One of the three major vacation periods. In Japan, everybody goes on vacation at the same time. Yeah, it's a, for some reason. It's a group thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the, this is the first one, well, no, the second one of the year, I guess. There's New Year's, and then there's Golden Week, and then there's Obon, Obon in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one uh, is a group of holidays over about a week period, and they are? Let me see. We've got Greenery Day, where we respect the plants. We go out and we, we talk to the plants. We do. We say hello. We, we ask them if they'd like some water. Then we have Constitution Day. Where you check your constitution. You go to the doctor. Your doctor, the doctor says, you know, your constitution's not bad today. Um, I think they mean Japan's constitution. Oh, I the see. The written one. It's kind of like Japan's July 4th. Yeah. And then there's Children's Day. Oh, where we respect the little ones. That's right. And everyone will hang carp streamers mm-hmm. outside their house if they have boys. But then May 4th, that's my very favorite day. Which one's that? That's between day. What's between day? It's between two different holidays. And there's, so they made it a holiday. According to the Japanese law, it has to be a holiday if it's between two holidays. Wow. And they call it between day. <laughs> between day. How original. Yeah. Between day... Uh, Everybody's waiting for that very special between-day present. Between-day. Now, that's beginning to sound like Orange Day. 
oh, that's the new thing that, well, actually, it's not that new. For 10 years, these goofy, goofy people have been trying to promote this idea of an orange day. This is so weird. Yeah. When Valentine's Day was brought to Japan, they, they really screwed it up. Yeah. And Valentine's Day in Japan is when women give chocolate to men. And then the next month is White Day, when the men are supposed to return the favor to the women, but they never do. So because, now... You know why they don't? Because men, men are pigs. Well, yeah. <laughs> so Orange Day is supposed to be like, I'd respect your spouse day. Oh, that's yeah, always a good idea. What do you do on Orange Day, though? I don't know. You're supposed to write a letter or an email to your spouse and tell them that you respect them. Okay. And then... <laughs> and what it, this has to do with oranges <laughs> is beyond me. Well, the department stores are selling, you know... Orange cake and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, they're trying to promote yeah. this as if we need another one of these silly holidays. I think it's, you know, the meaning of the orange is mm -hmm. like the orange alert, the red ah, alert, and the yellow alert. That could be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's linked to terrorism. It could, yeah, well, everything is these days. Yeah. You know, speaking of orange cake, <laughs> this is very strange. Uh, I read that over in Iran, they, they, uh, they're all excited and hopped up because of this uh, whole uh, uh, nuclear thing. Mm -hmm. They're excited because now they are on their way to getting a nuclear bomb. Oh, wow. So everybody in the country is having a party, mm -hmm. and they're celebrating by eating yellow cake. And why would that be? Because, you know, yellow cake uranium is a kind of uranium ah. that they use. They're eating yellow cake. Can't be healthy for them to be eating yellow cake. That's, my, that's what I think. So there you go. That's Golden Week. If you're coming to Japan, probably not a good idea to come during Golden Week. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you will not be able to get on any of the trains. Um, I mean, it's everything's packed. Yeah. It's a mess. Unless you want to come out to Shiraishi Island and relax, that would be mm -hmm. a good place to go. We do sure. have some people coming out. Yep. Speaking of Shiraishi Jima, yes. last year, uh, as you recall, we had our very first annual Planet Japan beach party. We did. Wasn't that fun? That was cool. Yeah, at the Moo Bar. And so, following that tradition, this summer, coming soon... Mark it on your calendars. July 1st and 2nd, the second annual Planet Japan Beach Party. At the Moo Bar on Shiraishi Island. At the expanded Moo Bar. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a little bit bigger. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, and the moos are going to be even louder. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, so we'll have more information about that later. In the meantime, mark it on your calendar. July Do. 1st and 2nd, the second annual Planet Japan Beach Party on, on Shiraishi Jima. Well, we did uh, get some fun email last week. We got an interesting email from uh, Bob. From New York City. Bob says, my partner and I are making our first trip to Japan, Kyoto and Nara, and I'd love any tips you might have on how we can get the most out of our 10 days in Japan. He's coming to Japan. Wow, that's great. Well, yeah. now, he didn't give us a whole lot of information. It's true. Except that I, I do notice that he uh, signed off with Cal's Rule. I like that, Bob. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very <laughs> nice. Yeah, a big moo to Bob. So we have two... Two major tips to pass along for anybody that's coming to Japan to visit. Okay, one thing I always tell people is if you're planning on buying the Japan Rail Pass, this is a rail pass. Uh, you can buy one week, two weeks, three weeks, or four, and you can ride the Shinkansen, the bullet train, as much as you want during that time for this one price. However, unless you're flying into Tokyo and you're planning on going down to Hiroshima, uh, it might not be worth getting. Mm -hmm. If you fly into Osaka and want to do Kyoto and Osaka and Hiroshima, 
then you're much better off not buying it, actually. Okay. And the other thing to keep in mind is that if you buy, for example, a one-week pass, which is about 300 bucks, then you need to be on the move all the time in order to use it. So um, just something to think about. Um, and these passes can only be bought, they can be bought true. in the country where you're coming from. Of course, if you had read my guidebook to Japan, what the other guidebooks won't tell you, you would already know this. That's all you really need to do is read your guidebook to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Then you'll know everything that you could possibly need to know about Japan. That's right. And you mm -hmm. can even, you can either order it uh, online or you can get the ebook for just one buck. Can't beat it with a stick. That's right, <laughs> on the Dollar Bookstore site, which is www.mooshop.com. Very good. But another thing is in the book, there's a website uh, where you can actually go and put in your destinations, mm -hmm. and it'll tell you exactly how much it costs to get from one point to the next point. Oh, that's cool. And all the different forms of transportation Okay, so do a little available. homework before you come and find out uh, if you'd save much money and take it from there. The other thing we uh, wanted to mention was this really great program for uh, travelers called the Goodwill Guide Program. I think they're normally located at the train stations in 58 different locations in Japan. And these are volunteers, students, housewives, business people, a whole range of different people who will guide you around their city for free. Wow. Yep. The only thing you're expected to do is kind of pick up the tab for them. If you go, like, uh, go into a museum or something or, uh, or pay for their lunch and transportation and so on, just kind of cover their costs on that. There's no uh, other fee involved. They'll, they have preset tours that you can go on, or in some cases you may be able to arrange uh, personal tours if there's some place special that you would like to, to go. Mm -hmm. So let me give you the website for that. Everybody grab a pencil. Okay, here's the website. www.jnto.go.jp slash eng slash gj. Got it. I think the gj should be capital letters. Yeah. Now, if that was just uh, too much to write down, just go to the, the show notes and I'll have a link there. Yeah, it sounds like a great deal. All you have to do is buy these people, you know, some lunch and mm -hmm. their transportation, right? And they are very enthusiastic. They love to show off their English and show off the pride in their city. And Wonderful. Yeah. Okay, that's the Goodwill Guide Program. It's a really unique and uh, really great program for people visiting Japan. Now, there is one thing we wanted to mention, and that is that this is very exciting news. The Planet Japan has finally gotten a voice message system. So now, in addition to leaving us emails, you can very easily pick up the phone and leave us a message that or we can... Or a moo. Or a moo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We can have a moo-a-thon. Gee, let's yeah. not get carried away. Yeah. If we, if we get some interesting messages, we'll probably uh, put them on the program so people can... Uh, Hear themselves. Become famous. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great deal. Okay. So grab that same pencil you had in your hand a minute ago and write down this phone number. The phone number is 206... 888-2731. That's a uh, Seattle, Washington number in the U.S. So if you're outside Seattle or outside the U.S., it's going to be a long-distance uh, call for you. But, you know, we don't want, like, 20-minute messages. We would like right. short messages, 30 seconds or a minute. It will cost you practically nothing. And that would be really. really a long move, one minute. That would be a pretty long move. Yeah. Now, of course, we are here in Japan. But the message service is in Seattle, Washington. That's why you need to call the Seattle number. And remember, if you're outside of the U.S., you'll need to dial the uh, 
access number plus the country code for the U.S., which is one. We're, um, we're hoping that people will help us break in the new system this week by leaving uh, their voice messages, comments, questions, whatever you want to say. The, more, the, the stranger, the better, probably. We like, we like strange things. Yeah. You know, I think maybe we need a catchy name for our new system. Um, um, Planet Japan Hotline. Not that original. You got an idea? The Moon Machine. The Planet Japan Moon Machine. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going I'm to call it the Hotline. It's the Planet Japan Hotline. So what's your favorite Japanese food? That would be sukiyaki. Oh, like the song. Like the song. Da, 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 da. That's it. Okay, you can stop now. (laughs) (laughs) Sukiyaki. Yeah, this is uh, interesting because (laughs) Sukiyaki is the only Japanese language song to ever make it to the top of the U.S. music charts. Wow. Really? When Mm -hmm. was that? That was way back in 1963. It's that old, the Sukiyaki song? Oh, sure. Wow. Yeah, I think this is one of those songs that the people have kind of floating around in their heads because everybody's heard it, I think. It's catchy. It is kind of catchy. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting part of this th- of this song. It's called sukiyaki, mm-hmm. which means basically beef stew. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the song has nothing to do with beef stew. It doesn't talk about cooking beef stew. Nothing and... to do with beef stew. No? The literal title of the Japanese mm-hmm. title, which is Ue o Muete Aruko, means let's walk while looking up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason... You're looking up while you're walking is so your tears don't fall down, you see. Well, they're just going to well up in your eyes then and stay there. You're not going to be able to see. Yeah, you may have a point there. Hmm. But nonetheless, it's a romantic kind of sad kind of ballad. But they call it beef stew in America because nobody nobody would know what... Yeah, nobody would know what that means. So they called it beef stew because everybody knows what sukiyaki is, I suppose. So there you go. A romantic song about beef stew all the way up to the number one position in america 1963 and that's this week's musical history lesson So we had a little excitement in a uh, 7-Eleven here in Japan in Ibaraki Prefecture. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure you've noticed, but uh, if you go into any convenience store, there's usually five or six people at the magazine stand just standing there reading the magazines. Oh, yes. That would be a tachiyomi, which means standing and reading. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But why don't the magazine companies object to this practice because if people are reading the magazines for free, they're not going to sell as many magazines, I would think. I suspect that the convenience store realizes that, you know, people who stand there for hours are going to get hungry. And then they buy something to Maybe eat. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's an interesting phenomenon. This one guy, though, in uh, this 7-Eleven went a little too far. He's, uh, he's an older guy. He's about 70 years old. And he used to go in there like every day reading the magazine, just standing there reading the magazine. Every day? Yeah. Anyway, one day, one particular Wednesday, he was standing there reading the magazines for about three hours. The manager finally got, you know, kind of fed up, went over to him and said, you know, you should either buy that magazine or stop reading. Well, a 
apparently he didn't say it in a friendly manner mm-hmm. because the guy left in kind of a huff, came back a little while later with a chainsaw. A chainsaw? A chainsaw. He revved up the chainsaw <laughs> and said, I'm going to cut you to pieces in no. Japanese. How do you say that in Japanese? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a chainsaw massacre person. So, so um, yeah, that kind of freaked everybody out. It would. Yeah, mm-hmm. the chainsaw maniac. So um, what do you think he did next? Gosh, I hope he didn't kill anyone. After he freaked everybody out, he put the chainsaw down on the floor, motor still running, went back and continued reading the magazines. <laughs> <laughs> the police came. He was still standing there reading the magazines. Said to the police, I'll be with you in a second. I just got to finish this one little article. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wacky guy. A wacky guy. Get it? Chainsaw, wacky. Uh. Okay. Is it time for cowtails? Sure, let's do a cowtail. This week I introduce you to Heifer International. And this is a group, and they're all over the world. They're quite famous. And they promote sustainable communities by giving people cows. And the idea is if they give cows to, like, um, very poor families in third world nations, that they will have the tools they need to... um, become Mm self-sufficient. So they'll have their food there, right? They can drink the milk. They can use the cow, you know, to help plow the field. And then when that cow has calves, the calves must be given also as a gift to someone Uh else. So the the cow and the virtue of the cow Mm -hmm. just goes on forever in this chain. It's a pass it along kind of thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. Mom. If people uh, would like more information, they can go to heifer.org. That's yeah. H-E-I-F-E-R dot org. Now, that was a very nice cowtail. It wasn't very funny, though, but it was very nice. Isn't it nice? Yeah. Cows yeah. do the world good, I tell you. Okay. A lot of good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's and cows this rule. That's this week's very nice cowtail. Mom. So uh, you were telling me something about uh, this toy company offering kind of nostalgic toys to older. Right. Is that right? Well, you know, the Japan's population is declining, and there just aren't that many kids anymore. So what's a toy company to do? Well, they're simply marketing their toys to adults now. Mm-hmm. So... Bandai, a major toy maker here in Japan, has come out with a toy just for adults, and it's a reproduction of a a belt worn by the action hero in the 1970s hit series Kamen Rider. Oh, sure. Now, this belt is 30,000 yen. About 300 bucks. Yeah, Yeah. more. Sure. Yeah, 350 bucks. It's a cool belt. Well, you know, it doesn't really do a whole lot, except uh, brings back the memories Mm. of when these, you know, adults, when they were children, Mm -hmm. wore this same belt. Well, you can't really put a price on on memories from your childhood. Well, they did, 30,000 yen. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit crazy, eh? Uh Now, at the same time, they're still Mm. selling the children's version. Yeah. And that one is only 2,500 yen. I'll buy that one. Not really sure what the difference is here. You know, they Mm -hmm. they really don't say, you know. And then another toy they've come out for with for older people, um, actually older and lonely people, Ah. are these speaking dolls which you can sleep with. Sleep in the sleep sense. 
Yes. <laughs> obviously, you know, these people hadn't heard about those uh, uh, sex dolls. Oh, that, that would uh, be a lot uh, you know, we more talked fun, probably. About yeah. earlier mm-hmm. in these one are of just our episodes. Talking dolls that you. Yeah, these only talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how much they go for, but they've been a real hit. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Okay, just talking. No yeah. sex. No. Nope. Kind of like being married. <laughs> don't you think? There's another thing that's become very popular with uh, older people in Japan these days, and that's something that uh, Nintendo has come up with. Now, normally video games are, are being marketed to young people. This one is specifically marketed to elderly types mm-hmm. because it's uh, supposed to help them to kind of train their brain. It's a kind of a puzzle video game. Ah, uh, yes. This brain training is really big now. It's always been known that 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 if you do puzzles and games and things that you have to really think about it's going to help you keep your brain in shape that's right yeah it Mm -hmm. says it can uh, delay the onset of alzheimer's as well sure yeah so yeah this has become very popular the after all this that we've heard about video games being bad for people now Mm -hmm. they're good oh who said video games were bad well that's true i didn't no you didn't no i feel kind of guilty playing video games occasionally though because you know i'm not 14 well you're (laughs) almost old enough to start using them you know the nintendo one yeah, I might have to, because you know. there are occasions when I forget things. So maybe this is what I need. Sudoku, I don't know how popular it is in Japan, but it's all the rage in America. It's that numbers puzzle game. Oh, it's popular here as well. Is it really? Yeah, all those yeah. forms of uh, brain. Mm-hmm. I guess it uh, originally became popular in Japan and then moved across the Pacific, and now it's quite the rage in, in America. Mm-hmm. There are tournaments and, and everything. Actually, I just uh, downloaded a... Sudoku game on my computer. There are lots of Sudoku games online where people can play. They can even compete against each other online, I think. Well, I know one guy who could really use some of those brain games. Who's that? Well, there's this guy who lost 5 million yen because he he hid the money Mm -hmm. in a trash bag. The perfect hiding place. Right. For, for money. And then his wife threw it away because she thought it was trash. Because it was in the trash bag. That's right. Yeah. Well, and what else would you think? And, <laughs> <laughs> and he said that he would continually, like, move the bag around in the house so that uh-huh. robbers couldn't steal it. Yeah, or his wife couldn't find it. Yeah, well, the wife's obviously the robber. <laughs> but anyway, so the, I guess the, one of the trash men at this, uh, oh, sorry, sanitary workers, mm-hmm. At this condominium complex where they lived, found that five million yen. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking, you know, more than fifty thousand dollars here. And of course, being Japanese, he uh, reported it to the police. Sure. Yeah. Turned it in. And uh, then the guy he saw this as a news item, mm-hmm. and he went and he claimed his money back. Cool. He could prove that it was his. Yeah. Now this is interesting, though. Because I wonder if that guy got the ten percent. That's right, yeah. the sanitary That'd be worker. That would a pretty good chunk of change. Yeah, yeah. bonus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your garbage bonus for this <laughs> month. <laughs> but this is interesting because you often hear about these Japanese people who have large amounts of cash, you know, basically under the mattress at home. Mm-hmm. Because? Well, the, the Japanese banks don't give uh, very good interest rates mm-hmm. on uh, savings ah. uh, accounts. So... There's no incentive for these people to put their money, you know, into the bank. And, yeah, a lot of Japanese people, I mean, just pick a house, any house, and you're bound to, uh, you know. Really? Find some money in it. It could be a whole new career for yeah. me. 
There you go. <laughs> yeah, next time you're, you know, uh-huh. down on some cash, need a little bit of extra. So, um, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll take my money out of the bank, mm-hmm. put it in a trash bag, and just put it under my bed. Good advice for anybody, probably. That's mm-hmm. this week's financial advice from Planet Japan. <laughs> it's time for... Blog of the Week. So this week's ever popular Blog of the Week goes to the very popular Metropolis magazine mm-hmm. and podcast. They have a podcast? They have a brand new podcast Woo! over at Metropolis. Wow. Now, Metropolis is, I think, probably the biggest and most popular print magazine, English English language print magazine in uh, in Japan. And it's great uh, for the foreign community because it's got lots of great uh, movie reviews, restaurant reviews. And classifieds as well. Classifieds are a very popular part of the magazine. Yeah. Um, also, they have lots of articles about uh, Japanese culture and different aspects of uh, life in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's a very popular magazine. You can also find the online version of Metropolis magazine at metropolis.japantoday.com. And just follow the link there to the, uh, to the new podcast. It's a very um, professional, very interesting new podcast from Metropolis magazine. Take a listen. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. That's this week's Blog of the Week. Well, it must be time for everyone's favorite part of Planet Japan, audio mnemonics kanji. Oh, whoops, that's no, cowtails. that's not cowtails, yeah. Well, audio mnemonics kanji. We're in audio mnemonics. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. Today's uh, kanji is the kanji for stand, to stand. Like stand and read at 7-Eleven. That's right. Uh-huh. Yep. And um, this is uh, quite easy to remember because... It looks like a person skiing. Okay. And to ski, you have to be standing. Although some people don't always remain you upright. Might fall down. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different kanji. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you look at uh, the kanji, there are two legs, and they are standing on one ski. Very talented person, mm-hmm. one ski. And uh, on the top is the head, and the the hands are out, kind of gliding. That's this week's audio mnemonics kanji. Okay, good job. By the way, somebody wrote an email and said, could you please put the kanji on the, in the show notes so that we can see what it looks like? But it is, isn't it? Yes, it is. Already. <laughs> well, we could put it in again. Maybe okay. we need to put it in twice. Yeah. You know? At the end of every uh, week's show notes, people can find what the kanji looks like so they can confirm what it is that we have planted in their brain. Yeah, it'd be a bit tough to try to figure out without seeing the kanji, Indeed. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, a little bit of imagination here. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's about it for this week. We're going to head on out of here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget you can leave us an email message at planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. Or you can leave an audio message on our brand new audio message system that we talked about before. That number, once again, is 206-888-2731. Remember, if you're calling from outside the U.S., you will need to use the the code for the U.S., which is... One. The country code. The country code, mm-hmm. yeah. So you have to dial the access code, the country code, then the number I just gave. Mm-hmm. Okay. And feel free to leave a moo on there as well. Yeah, but don't go crazy. Don't go nuts. No, they can. Don't, don't go, go nuts. Go for it. Go for it. Just moo as loud and long <laughs> as you want. Maybe I can make a song out of uh-huh. it or something. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it would be nice if people kind of help break in our new system for us this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing them. Okay. Uh, and of course, our... Website is located at planetjapan.org. 
org. And from there, you can leave uh, a review over at iTunes or vote for us at Podcast Alley. Oh, that's right. Vote. Yeah, please vote. We got two new reviews at iTunes this week. That's fun. I love those reviews over there. There are some yeah. very nice people out there. Very nice reviews on, on iTunes. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, everyone, thanks a lot. We will see you back here next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye. <laughs>